0: Give me the Bible, holy message my life shall guide me in the way. This is Getting I to Know, know Your Bible, Bible, a program dedicated to the proclaiming of the good news of Jesus Christ. I shall in eternal day. Here's Billy Lambert.
1: You ready? Okay. In John the third chapter, verse 14. The Bible reads like this As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Today I want us to address the topic the gift that keeps on giving. I'm Billy Lambert, and I'd like to welcome you today to Getting to Know Your Bible. We do appreciate those of you who may be watching today for the very first time. We may be have, have those watching today who watch every time we're on the air. I had someone to tell me recently, Brother Lambert, I watch you twice a day. Well, that's encouraging. Thank you so much for your uh, tuning in to watch Getting to Know Your Bible. We would like to make available to each and every one of you the uh, uh, opportunity to know more about a free Bible correspondence course that we have, and we'd like for you to know how to receive it. So in order that you might get the needed information to receive the free Bible correspondence course, let's pause for just a moment.
0: We want to help you as much as possible in your search for a personal relationship with God. You can now easily access our free Bible Correspondence Course online at gettingtoknowyourbible.org. If there's any way we can help you grow closer to God, please email us at KnowYourBible@golftel.com at or call us anytime at 1-877-711-5214.
1: Today we're going to be lifting up the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, John chapter 3 says, As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. And of course, Jesus was lifted up. He was lifted up in prophecy. And He was lifted up on the cross. He was lifted up from the grave. He was lifted up into heaven. But today, we want to lift Him up in our thinking. We want to think about the Lord Jesus Christ and all that Jesus Christ has done for us. And I want to call your attention to one very short passage of Scripture. And this verse is found in 2 Corinthians, the ninth chapter, and verse 15. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. You know, there are many things that are, that are indescribable. How do you really describe a golden sunset? How do you describe a beautiful rainbow? How how do you describe Niagara Falls to a person who's never seen it? Or how do you describe the the pyramids of Egypt, one of the wonders of the world? I had the opportunity once of going to the ancient city of Petra, and I have tried the best I knew how to describe that to others, but, but it's just really indescribable. How do you describe describe the national debt, which is eighteen trillion dollars? Now we can talk about these things, but it's very difficult to describe them. The gift that God has given is de, given to mankind is de, is called an indescribable gift. It's really hard to have the words for us to speak about the gift of God. Thanks be to God for His unspeakable gift. I want us to think about that, and I want us to think, first of all, about the word gift. And the word gift suggests that there is a giver. And the giver is God. Sometimes people object to preachers talking about giving or stewardship, that is, the giving of money to the Lord. But God is the original giver. Listen to the golden text of the New Testament, John 3 and verse 16. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. You see, that tells me that God loved the world so much that He was willing to give His only begotten Son. Romans 5 and verse 8 reads, But God commendeth His love toward us. In that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That's how much love God has for mankind. Even when we were still in our sins, rebelling, God still loved us enough to give His Son to save us. God is a great giver. James 1:17 says that every good gift and every perfect gift comes down from above, from the Father of lights with whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Every good gift comes from God. There are lots of gifts that are good. They may not be perfect gifts. But they're good gifts. Our health is a good gift. Many of us may not experience perfect health, but we have a reasonable measure of health. And, and the, the nation in which we live is a gift of God. It may not be perfect, but it's a good gift. Where we enjoy the freedoms that we have now. But there are gifts of God that are perfect gifts. And His Son is one of those perfect gifts. In 1 John the 4th chapter and verse 10, John wrote, Herein is love. Not that we love God, but that He loves us. And sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. God loves us. God is the giver. Now let's think about the gift. What is the gift? What kind of a gift is that? Well, first of all, it is free. It is free. I remember a teacher when I was in school, and she would lecture us about using the expression free gift. She said, if it's free, then it's a gift. If it's gift, it's free. But this is a gift of God, and it is free. In Romans the 6th chapter and verse 23, the Bible says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God, the gift of God, is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And it is free in that Jesus gave himself that we might be free from sin and have eternal life. It's a gift of God. It is a voluntary gift. In John 10:18, Jesus said. I have the power to lay down my life. I have the power to take it again. Jesus voluntarily gave his life. He himself bowed our sins in his own body on the tree. And we being dead unto sin should live unto righteousness by whose stripes we're healed. 1 Peter 2, 24. 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and 9 reads, You know the grace you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. That though he was rich yet for your sakes he became poor. That ye through his poverty might be rich. It's a voluntary gift. Have this mind in you which was also in Christ Jesus. Who counted not the being on equality with God. A thing to be grasped. But emptied himself in the form of a servant. He emptied himself. The gift is voluntary. It is also undeserved. We really did not deserve it. It's a matter of grace, isn't it? In Isaiah, the 53rd chapter, Isaiah is writing about that gift when he says, Who hath believed our report, and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed. He shall grow up before him as a tender plant, and as a root out of dry ground. He hath no form nor comeliness, and when we see him there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and we hid as it were our faces from him. He is despised and we esteemed him not. Surely, surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities and the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. Even when we rejected him, Even when he was despised, Jesus still went to the cross for mankind. But his gift is described as being indescribable. If you read out of the King James, it's called an unspeakable gift. Thanks be to God for his unspeakable gift. And in one sense of the word, it is an unspeakable gift. It's unspeakable in its value. How do you put a value on this gift? Why, Jesus Christ referred to the kingdom as as a treasure hid in a field. And it is valuable. It is a treasure. This gift is unspeakable in its splendor. How do you describe the splendor of this gift? I want to call your attention to some passages in the fifth chapter of Romans. And this is a rather lengthy reading, but I think it is so important as it pertains to what we're discussing today. The, the gift that just keeps on giving. I want to start reading in verse 12. Therefore, just as through one man sin entered the world, and death through sin, and thus death spread to all men because all sin. For until the law, sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed when there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those who had not sinned according to the likeness of the transgression of Adam, who is a type of him who was to come. Adam was a type of Christ, but the free gift, a teacher of the past would not really uh, like that, would she? The free gift. The free gift is not like the offense. For if by one man's offense many died, And much more the grace of God and the gift by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, abounded to many. The gift is not like that which came through the one who sinned. For the judgment which came from one offense resulted in condemnation. But the free gift, that's the gift that just keeps on giving. But the free gift which came from many offenses resulted in justification... The gift of Jesus resulted in justification. For if by one man's offense death reigned through the one, much more those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. I don't know any way to really describe that. I just cannot describe this free gift that came to all men and how it resulted in the justification of life. Now, in verse 18, 19, For by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so also by one man's obedience many will be made righteous. Oh, this gift is unspeakable in its splendor. Folks, it's unspeakable in its power. There's its power to pardon in Hebrews 8th chapter and verse 12, the Lord made this promise that in the new economy, that is the Christian age, I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. It is unspeakable in its ability to, to cleanse us, in its power to cleanse. Over in the book of Revelation, there are a number of passages about the blood of the Lord. For example, in the first chapter of the Revelation, there's a passage about the blood of Jesus. And that passage is uh, in verse number 5, where the writer says, "...unto Him who loved us and washed us from our sins in His own blood." If our sins are ever washed away, it will be by the blood of Jesus. Question is asked in Revelation, the 7th chapter, verses 13 and 14. Sir, what are these and whence came they? And I answered and said, Sir, these are they that came out of the great tribulation and have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. And so it is a a gift that is powerful. It it has power to cleanse. And there is a power to sanctify. We are sanctified by this gift. Ephesians 5, 25 and 26 reads, Husbands, love your wives. Even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word. And so the church has been sanctified by this gift. John 17 and 17 says, Sanctify them with thy word, thy word is truth. Sanctified by the gift. We are redeemed by this gift. 1 Peter 1, 18 and 19, For as much as you know that you were, not, you were not redeemed with corruptible things, such as silver and gold. We're not going to go to heaven because we've got a lot of money. We're not going to heaven because we live in a fancy home. We're not going to go to heaven because we have a, a, a very popular name. We're not going to heaven for those reasons, but the only way we will ever get there, the only way we will ever be redeemed from our sins is mentioned in verse 19. But by the precious blood of Jesus Christ as a lamb without blemish and without spot. And there's power in this gift to purchase. There's purchasing power here. In 1 Corinthians 6, verses 19 and 20, Paul said, Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, which is in you, which you have of God, and you're not your own, but you're bought with a price. Bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Folks, we're bought with a price. And the price was this gift we're talking about, the gift of Jesus And there's power in that gift to adopt. Galatians chapter 4 verses 4 through 6 read, And when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth His Son made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. I read the story once of two children talking. They were in the same family. One was a child of, by birth and one was a child by adoption. And the child by birth mentioned to the other sibling, Mother and daddy love me more because mother had me. And the other child said, They love me more because they pick me out. Oh, you see, when we are adopted, we have been chosen. And this gift has the power to adopt but this gift also has the power to take us home to heaven one day that's what being a christian is all about that's what getting to to know your bible is all about that's what preaching sermons is all about that's what living for jesus is all about going to home to heaven one day and we can go home to heaven because of god's gift that just keeps on giving Jesus said to his sorrowing disciples, not understanding his going away from them, let not your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. And if it were not so, I would have told you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, There you may be also. He's coming back one day. You know, MacArthur made a statement like that back during World War II. He said, I shall return, and he did. Jesus said, I'm coming back one day, and my friend, he shall. He's coming back, and he'll take us home to heaven if we've lived for him. I want us to think about the recipients of that gift. It's called an unspeakable gift, an indescribable gift. I'm referring to him as that gift that just keeps on giving. Well, who is capable or able or qualified to receive that gift? Is it for certain people? Is it for a certain part of the world? Is it for the Western world only? Absolutely not. It's for the whole world. The whole world. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. God loved the world enough that He was willing to give His Son to die on that cross for the whole wide world. And so the recipients, the whole world, the whole world, and in 1 John, the second chapter, and in verses 1 and 2, there the Bible says, My little children, these things write I unto you, that you sin not, but if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, and He is a propitiation for our sins, And not for ours only, but also for the sins of the what? The sins of the whole world. You see, when Jesus Christ died upon the cross, Jesus was not dying for just a select group of people. Jesus was shedding His blood upon that cross to save the whole world. That's why in 1 John chapter 4 and in verse 14, the Bible says that God sent His Son to do what? To be the Savior. Well, the Savior of whom? The whole world. He's the world's Savior. There are lots of people who think that that He's just one of many Saviors. But the fact of the matter is, He is the only Savior that mankind has. In Matthew chapter 1 and verse 21, his parents were told, Thou shalt call his name Jesus, call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. And so Jesus Christ went to the cross to save people from their sins. And so Jesus Christ is the Savior of man. And there is no respect of persons with him. For example... In Acts chapter 10, verses 34 and 35, Peter is at the house of Cornelius. And Cornelius wanted to fall down and he wanted to worship Jesus. And, and Peter said, oh, you just get up from there now because I'm just a man. And he said, I perceive of a truth that God is no respecter of persons. But, but in every nation he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted with Him. You see, the gift of God's Son is for all people, regardless of the color of our skin, regardless of the country in which we live, regardless of who we are or where we are, we are subject to receive the benefits of that gift. But how do we show our gratitude for that gift? How do we let God know that we really appreciate that gift? Well, one of the ways that we can show gratitude is with our lips, by saying so. In 1 Thessalonians 5.18, the Bible says, In everything give thanks. And we should be thankful for God's unspeakable gift. That's why Paul said, Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. Paul was thankful for it. And we show gratitude with our lips by singing about that gift. By singing songs such as the old rugged cross. That's one of my favorite hymns of all time. Or a song like Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. We show gratitude by, with our lips by singing about that gift. We show gratitude by prayer. By going to God and thanking God day after day after day for the gift, the gift of His Son. And we show gratitude by confessing the name of Jesus Christ before men. You know, all people are not willing to do that. And there may be reasons that all people are not willing to do that. But Jesus said, Whosoever shall confess me before men, him will I confess before my Father which is in heaven. Whosoever shall deny me before men, him will I deny before my Father which is in heaven. And so we show our gratitude for that indescribable gift with our lips. And we show gratitude with the kind of a heart that we have. And the Apostle Paul was a man with a heart as big as the world, and he loved all people and all men. Listen to him in Romans, the 10th chapter, in verse 1. My heart's desire, my prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. My heart's desire, my prayer to God for all mankind, for everyone who falls under the sound of my voice is that they might be saved. Saved from their sins. Let us pray to God. And let us have a heart that reaches out with with the gospel, with the message of this gift to other people. I think another way that we show our gratitude is with service. By what we do. Paul did that. Paul said the things that were gained to him, he counted them but rubbish. He counted them but rubbish that he might win Jesus Christ. And so we need to be willing to serve and not be served. And by serving others and letting them know about Jesus, we show our gratitude. Thanks be to God for His indescribable gift. We think about Jesus at certain times of the year. People think about Jesus doing what men refer to as Easter. Easter. They think about Jesus in what some refer to as the Christmas season. We need to think about Jesus every day. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus ought to be on our heart every day. And we need to thank God Almighty. Thank Him from the depths of our soul for His indescribable gift. I want to thank you for watching Getting to Know Your Bible today. And in the closing moments, may I give you a very personal invitation to visit the Church of Christ in your community. And also right now, why not pick up the telephone? Call for the free Bible correspondence course. And, and you can take that online if you prefer. There are many people that are doing that. But whatever you do, please call for it today. Request it today. Take it today. And if you need information about where the Church of Christ is located, let us know. I want to thank you for watching today. And until we meet again, may the Lord bless you and keep you, is my prayer.